Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're talking Tigers football with Keith DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com. Brought to you by James Carlton of State Farm. Mention 101 ESPN to James's team when you request a quote, and they'll donate $20 to NIL on your behalf. CarltonInsurance.net. Welcome back. This is Balloon Party, driven by Mungan S. Burkhardt, Alton Toyota on 101 ESPN. Timothy Michael McKernan, Action Jackson, Burkett with you on the program. We've got the Friday Six Shooter presented to you by Angry Beaver. You can watch the show courtesy of our studio cameras presented by the Air Alliance team on YouTube. That YouTube chat is really hot and bothered. Tommy Summers is now in there, too. He says, Jackson looks like an off-brand Marshy Marsh. Oh, you know what? I'll take that as a compliment. I don't know if it was intended to be. Well, that's the thing about intentions, Tim. Stop the cursing. What is wrong with you guys? That's from Grammy. My bad. Do you asshats ever talk sports or you just ramble and admire each other? The latter. I don't really admire you, though. Ah, well, that's going to hurt the old self-esteem. No, 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 no. I just don't know if I've been conveying that I admire you in this segment. Oh, Okay. Self-esteem's back. Yeah. Respect, yeah. Sure. Do I admire anybody? Hmm. Gabe DeArmond of PowerMizzou.com is the answer to that question, and he joins us right now, brought to you by CarltonInsurance.net. Morning, Colonel. What's up, guys? How are you? Wonderful. What do you think about those uniforms that they <laughs> debuted yesterday? Uh, they're wearing them. Colonel Jackson has told me that you're heading to Athens tomorrow morning. That strikes me as bold. I have, uh, yeah, we're we're going to take a chance, see how it goes. <laughs> All right. So, are you flying out of St. Louis or Kansas City? Uh, I am flying out of Mid Missouri. Oh wow! There's a Columbia. We have, we, we have made some plans. Wheels up, net jets. God, I got to own a Power Mizzou. What in the hell? Look at you! My goodness. Hey, you don't have to. You don't have to be tough. You don't have to be smart. You don't have to be rich. You just have to know people who are those things. There you go. That's 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 a good counsel. Now that's why I admire the Colonel Jackson. Uh, Gabe uh, Jackson asked the question you asked me to open up the Little Piddles Friday Six Shooter and see what the Colonel's answer is to this wonderful question. Sure. Colonel, when you look at the desired game script for Missouri to pull off probably the biggest win in program history, what do you see having to happen? Uh, survive the first quarter. Mm. Um, you know, just just be within, preferably within a score at the end of the first quarter. Win the turnover battle. Um, and maybe a non-offensive touchdown at yeah, some point. Nice. Yeah. That'd be nice. That'd be lovely. I, I, yeah, was, I, I, I share that opinion on the uh, survive the first quarter. Essentially, it, it 
means the same thing as what I said. You can't have what happened against Kentucky happen. Because if that happens, they're just going to squeeze the life out of the final three quarters and turn their attention to uh, Ole Miss and and then Tennessee the following week for the uh, Bulldogs. What about the the ability to, again, I don't want to establish the run makes it sound like Schrader needs to bust off 100-plus. But I, I think the run needs to be something in Missouri's arsenal that they can't just go, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. Now it's Matty Mock against Alabama in 2014, just heaving and hoping. Uh, what are your thoughts on Missouri and the run game versus the Georgia defense? Yeah, no, I've said I think the team that runs the ball better, better wins this game. Um, and it, it's like you said, Cody Schrader doesn't have to have 150 yards. They have to run the ball well enough that Georgia has to at least respect it as something they can do. You know, even three and a half yards a carry, but stick with it. Um, you can't be averaging. Last year, I think Missouri ran for 102 yards, and 63 of them were on one carry yeah. by Cody Schrader. Yeah. Um, I mean, you've got to be able to put yourself in second and seven, second and six, you know, and and because I think this is a good passing game, but I don't think it's good enough to just line up if Georgia knows you're doing it. Uh, on the flip side, Georgia's run game isn't as good as it has been the last few years, but I think their passing game has, has gotten progressively better under Kirby Smart. I saw a stat this morning that it's pretty mind-blowing through eight games. Carson Beck has been sacked six times. They've all come on blitzes. Nobody has lined up and just come after him with three or four guys and, and sacked him yet this year. I think Missouri's got to find a way – to get pressure on him. If it means blitzing and, and putting Abrams, Drain, and Rakestra out there on an island and saying, hey, guys, you're going to have to do it, yeah. then so be it. But they've got to find a way to get to him. Yep, that is uh, incredibly important. I don't know if you can gauge the mindset of whether it be Eli Drinkwitz, Blake Baker, Kirby Moore. Um, but this is this is certainly not a game that I think anybody expects Missouri to win expects. I mean, they started off as an 18 and a half point underdog. It's now at 15 and a half or 15, depending on your neighborhood wagering establishment's current line. Um, and therefore, my hope is that they go into it going, okay, if we wind up losing by 30, we wind up losing by 30, but we are going to take our best shot and see if we can have a foundation-building victory and get the attention of the college football world with the win. Um, And I feel like that's the attitude you have to have if you're going to go up against a team with the prowess of the Georgia Bulldogs and what they have done over the last few years. Any, Any gauge on that from your conversations, the interview? use this week, Gabe? No, I mean, look, it was very clear on Tuesday that Missouri was going to say nothing. Somebody on our board said the comments from Kirby Smart and Eli Drinkwitz this week are like football's version of online dating. They're just praising the hell out of each other. Um, You know, and like I even I texted the sports information director after interviews on Tuesday. I said, good job making sure that they said nothing controversial or interesting, you know, (laughs) Um, because they didn't. But I I mean, I don't know. Like, I I don't hang out with these guys or anything. Right. I, I think the feeling is, hey, we're better than we were last year. There's a chance they're maybe not quite as good as they were last year, but let's go take our shot. And I, I think what you were trying to say it, it, in the question, and I agree with it, is go down there. The goal is to win the game. The goal is not, hey, let's let's earn some respect. Let's put up a fight. Let's be in it late. The goal is to win. And if in attempting to win, that means you lose 45 to 10, 
so be it. But you can't, I mean, I mean, you just can't go down there and think, Hey, we're just going to run the ball and play defense and try to be in a 17, 14 game with Georgia and make a play late. You're going to have to go out there and, and put some things on the line and take some chances. And if those chances don't work, they don't work, but you're going to have to make the effort. And that that's that's why I was asking that question. So you got where I was coming from. I saw I thought a very interesting poll you posted on Power Mizzou. I believe you posted it yesterday. I'm looking at it right now, Gabe. Uh, it has fourteen hundred responses. What result will leave you okay on Saturday? And the four choices are a win. Anything less than a win doesn't matter. One score loss, not a win, but proving you can compete with the elite. A competitive loss, more than one score, but not a blowout. Or option four, no injuries, have no hope for this game. Blowout is fine, just win the last three. Uh, Win is leading at 40%. One score loss at 29%. Competitive loss at 24%. And then no injuries, uh, have no hope for this game. Blowout's fine, just win the last three at 6%. You surprised by those results? Any thoughts on that, uh, that Gallup poll you conducted? Yeah, I thought there might be. I thought it might be a little higher percentage that said only a win matter. But I, I think there's two ways to look at it. I mean, I, I think what that reflects is if Missouri goes down and loses, let's say covers the spread, right, but doesn't win. I don't think you're going to see meltdowns and well, it, everything's lost and all that. Um, now, I, I don't think that means people will necessarily be happy with it um, because I, I look. You play. I've said this for. Uh, as long as Missouri's been in the SEC, you're in the SEC. It, it, like you're not here to, hey guys, we were eighth best in the conference. You know, no, you're it, you're part of this league. The goal is to win every game. There aren't moral victories. Um, you know, it goes back to to when Pinkle yelled at the fans for uh, applauding when his team lost like thirty six seventeen to Texas. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's there are not no why moral victories here. around here. That's right, I mean. and and I appreciate that, and, and clearly like. That's not about, you know, internet fan polls aren't about how the players and the coaches feel. They are approaching this game as, hey, we we can win this football game. Um, But I I think it it was more what will Saturday night be like if, you know, if Missouri loses 28-21 or something like that. And I think most people, while they will be disappointed that day, it will be a missed opportunity. I don't think it will be like... You know, it would be after a Kentucky loss or, or, or even an LSU loss where it's, it's this, because generally on the internet, every loss is a cause to fire someone and, and <laughs> burn the whole thing down. And, and I'm not sure that will be this way. I'm not sure it won't be. But. So, so in my mind, that's why I, I go into this thing. I mean, I always feel like it's, it's a win or a loss and there's, there's no in between. But when you take a step back and you evaluate a program, you can see if a team is making progress by how competitive they are in games. And there were games, in particular the A&M game a couple of years ago, where I felt like Eli Drink which was coaching to keep that close as opposed to trying to come back and win. And maybe I'm wrong. It's not like I know that. And he certainly wouldn't say one way or the other. But with that said, to me, the verdict on the progress of the program is already 
in. You had three toss-up games that have already been played, and you've won them all. And the Kansas State win might start to look even better as the season progresses, winning at Kentucky. And I know now it may look like revisionist history, but going into the season, South Carolina was a toss-up game. And so the program has already established progress. And so from that standpoint, if they lose by 30, it's not going to change my mind on that. So that's where I I come in on on that topic. If I'm assessing progress of the program, in many ways, this is the least important game Missouri has left. Um, Because, like, beating Georgia, obviously huge step, huge deal, right? But I don't think we'll come out saying, well, Missouri has passed Georgia as a program or anything. They they will have had a good day on the right day. If they lose, hey, Georgia's won 41 out of 42. You know, I posted some some numbers today. They're 12-1 and in their last 13 against ranked teams. Last 70 times they've played somebody outside the top 10, they're 67 and three. You know, so if you lose this game, you lose this game. I'll judge the progress of the program on what do you do after this? Do you come back, beat Florida, Tennessee, and Arkansas? You do that, you go 10 and two, even if Saturday's a loss, even if it's a loss by 30. I, I mean, your program is, hey, maybe it's not Georgia, but that really can't be the goal here if you want to live in in the world of reality. So this is the biggest game they've played in a long time. But if you take a step back, I I actually kind of think Tennessee and Florida are, are much bigger games. And, and why? And why is that? Because I, I disagree with you on that. But maybe you can sell me otherwise. Because if you lose Tennessee and Florida, you know, and you finish, what would that be? Eight and four. So you're assuming an Arkansas win, but you lose these next yeah, three. It, okay, it's a step forward. You feel you feel you would have liked it in August, but it'll be a little bit of a letdown. I mean, you know, I, I think that we make the and this isn't Missouri fans this is everybody like you you measure yourself against the Georges and Alabamas and basketball against the Kentuckys and Dukes well almost everybody's going to come up short there before you get even to be able to have that discussion you measure yourself against Kentucky South Carolina Florida Tennessee like you said they've they've beaten Kentucky and South Carolina they appear to be in better shape than those teams as a program so next I want to see hey beat Florida, beat Tennessee. And again, this whole discussion can change with a win on Saturday. But if we are thinking that that doesn't happen, then to me, 10 and two is, is certainly in this team's sights. And I I just think there is more, like there's a chance you can win this game, but the chances of Missouri winning at Georgia are probably less than the chances of losing against Tennessee or Florida. Those are much more, swing games than this one is. Uh, Gabe DeArmond will be there for powermazoo.com and you will be able to read all the coverage. You have not, at least I haven't seen it, have not issued a, uh, a prediction yet. I know you and Gerard do on Fridays usually. Am, am I missing it, Colonel? They, no, they go up usually on Saturday morning, Saturday so morning. they will be up tomorrow. I mean, I'm I'm leaning toward Georgia wins, Missouri covers, um, I, I think, but, uh, you know, we'll see. Maybe I, I got... 20 hours to change my mind. 30, you're going 35-21, it sounds like. That's what I'm reading. Um, I think 
I sent her on my prediction last night. I think it was something like 33-24, something in that range. Oh, look at that. Look at that. All right, there it is. Colonel, I'm looking forward to the coverage. You guys do an incredible job. Uh, it is the uh, best, and I don't even I don't even know what else to say as far as uh, anybody else that would be in, in the same league with what you guys do on PowerMizzou.com. So if you were locked into this and what could be a significant day in Missouri football history, PowerMizzou.com is where you want to be subscribing. Gabe DeArmond every Friday here on Balloon Party, brought to you by James Carlton of carltoninsurance.net. Colonel, safe travels, and I hope you witness history tomorrow between the hedges. Appreciate it, guys. We'll talk to you later on. All right, man, there he is. It's Gabe DeArmond with us here on 101 ESPN and on YouTube.